Tonight we are thinking about this theme of turning points. And so rather than just hearing about turning points in a kind of a theoretical way, we we actually thought it would be really important to take time to hear some lived testimonies of turning points from some guys who are fairly key leaders right now and who have a really big heart for seeing other young adults come to faith in Jesus and to grow and walk in his way. And so Andy and Anna and Matthew, thank you guys so much for being willing to do this, to share your testimony and your stories. So Matthew, we'll start with you. Um, Tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about work and and study and church, and then maybe just summarize how you came to faith in in Jesus. Sure. Hello, everyone. Um, My name is Matthew. I'm 25. I am from Temple Patrick. I work right here in Carmody, and Shane has the pleasure to work with me. Um, I'm the creative and comms lead, so everything you see online, um, that'll be me. I also am studying Ulster. I'm doing a master's degree in digital marketing. I'm trying to cure as much student debt as possible. It's, um, it's going really well. Um, in my spare time, I like to run. Um, for church, I've been involved in church all my life. Grew up in church. Um, family was always involved in church. Went to Glengormley Methodist. My granda, who would be a, like a spiritual mentor to me, led a youth choir who toured around America. Um, around Ireland, which obviously meant if they had a youth choir, I had to play an instrument, so I ended up playing the drums at 12. Um, Turned around, churches with them, um, and that was kind of how my church experience as I grew up. Um, And I actually think there was a collaboration of moments that kind of led me to Jesus, and um, it wasn't a specific day, but many days. um, I'll 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 allude to that shortly in the next few questions, but um, in the last um, couple of years, we've seen, I've seen a real Renewal, the same, same, yeah. Amazing, wonderful, thank you so much. Um, Andy and Anna, same question. Lovely to have you guys here. Lovely, yeah, so I'm Anna and I am 25 and I'm a special needs teacher in a local school around the corner. Um, for me, a bit similar to Matthew, I grew up going to church my parents were uh, youth workers in a local um, estate around the corner as well and for me they were a really great example of servant-heartedness and um, discipline and and just giving up their time for others so that had a big um, a big influence in me growing up grew up going to church um, and then I moved to Glen Abbey Church after that for a while and there again just going out growing up through youth just strengthened my faith in God and then after uni I decided to study theology for a wee while um which was great fun um but it had its challenges as well and I think at that point in my life was a time where I actually felt furthest from God although I had was getting all this knowledge and this wisdom from people my personal relationship with God struggled Um, And I think it's then after that where I came to a sense of serving um, and getting involved in church and getting involved in community where my faith in God really came back and it came alive and it came um, more personal to me. So that was a big part of my journey coming through and getting involved in church, getting involved in community um, that brought me closer to God. And yeah, I'll talk a wee bit more about that later. Thanks. Hi, yep, I'm Andy, um, I am 25, 25, yep, um, and I, similar to these guys, grew up um, always going to church, uh, I was very fortunate to grow up in a family where um, I was very loved, uh, and I knew from an early age that Jesus loved me, um, 
and yeah, for a lot of my growing up, I grew up going to all the different things that little kids in church go to and that kind of thing. Um, I suppose then, um, coming sort of after school, I went then to study uni. Um, I did what every sort of sporty guy does when they flunk their A-levels. Ended up going to Jordanstown and doing sports studies. So um, I then that led me into teaching. So that's what I do at the minute. I'm also in special needs teaching in a school in Larne. Um, and I've ended up in a position now where we together lead the young adults in our church. Fab, thank you so much. Great intros. We'll stay with you guys actually for question two. Um, why are you both so passionate about reaching young adults for Jesus? And, and tell us a little bit about how you've been involved with that. I know a little bit of your story and I'm really keen to hear actually more about this. Well, I think to start it's kind of sort of good to clarify what exactly we've got or what we do. So um, Anna and I are just part of a team that leads essentially the young adults group within our church, which is Glen Abbey Church. Um, our specific role is leading a home group. So every Monday night, um, about 25, 30 or so cram into our small house. If anyone here is um, into like building, labouring, that kind of thing, and wants to do some free work, that would be excellent. We, are, we have a lovely problem that we are outgrowing our house. Um, so our role is to head that up, uh, facilitate that group, um, and everything to do with um, leading a group of young adults on a Monday night. You wanna... Yeah, I think for us, we were chatting about this, and initially, we probably wouldn't say our passion was for young adults. Um, both teachers, we like you know loved working with kids and teenagers, and then got to young adults and like, oh, they're old, they are no fun. <laughs> so we didn't ever we engaged in kind of the social events in young adults and got involved in those sorts of things, but. Um, after we had got married, um, one of our elders approached and asked, look, would you like to get more involved in this team? And we looked at each other and we said, like, let's give it a go. And it's been amazing to actually see how God has grown in our hearts a passion that we didn't necessarily have um, and something that we would never have really placed ourselves in. So uh, for us, a lesson that we've really learned is that God might put something on your heart that you might not be fully pleased about at the start, but can really grow this into a passion, and it's such a huge part of our lives. Um, but I think some of the things that make us really passionate about us is, firstly, um, Jesus' command to go and make disciples. And um, we can see that when we uh, have our home group every Monday night, people are coming along, we're making disciples, but they are also then going out from there and making disciples. And it's so encouraging, the stories that we are hearing, the people who are giving out Bibles to um, uh, peers and people who they work with, um, people praying for others, they're bringing prayer requests, coming and doing that community together. And so making disciples within church and then bringing that out into their everyday lives um, is a big passion for us um, and reaching others for that. Another thing um, was just having that community. Um, we grew up going to youth and, and kids and we found almost after that it kind of dropped off for young adults but it's such a crucial stage of our lives and we kind of thought 
we are really struggling. We went through, I personally went through a stage of lukewarmness and faith, um, just where you go to church on Sunday and, you know, you know, you might know your Bible, but are you connected with God or do you have a personal relationship with him? And we chatted about this and we thought this lukewarmness is not good enough. And um, there's so many people who we know struggle with it. Um, so we, we think that our passion is to get out of that stage, to get connected to God, to get connected in the communi- community. Um, I love a catechism. And um, the first catechism that says, well, it's man's chief aim, man's chief aim to enjoy God and to glorify him forever. And I remember thinking about this and thinking, what a wonderful thing, what a chief aim to have, and what a wonderful thing to be able to do that together and to have that as our everyday lives and celebrate that together. So it's been a a real blessing to us young adults. We don't go and we don't give all this. We are given so much by everyone else. So um, it's a real privilege for us to do that. And um, we have lovely friends and fun in the midst of it as well. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, I know there's a real kindred spirit um, between us. Um, Thank you so much. What a lovely problem to have, outgrowing your house because of multiplication and growth in your people. And that sense of invitation, I think, is so, so important right now. So thank you for modeling that. And also just thank you for your honesty, even in that, that can answer that question. Matthew, we'll ask you the same question then. So you've been involved in Young Adults Ministry here in Carmony for a little while, um, and God's done, done some pretty significant stuff in your life as you've done that over the past couple of years. Why are you now so passionate about reaching young adults? And, and, and then tell us a little bit more about what that's been looking like for you um, recently? Um, yeah, Shane's absolutely right. Um, I definitely had a stage, I can relate to Anna, of lukewarmness. Um, I was the person who was on the fringes, so grew up in church, um, was very much churched, and um, went away from church and kind of had stuff that I had to kind of move away from, um, and then I came back. So I grew up in church, one with all the motions, um, I had no depth. Um, I started to grow up and just stuff kind of died and Carmani allowed um, an opportunity for me to explore that and um, Young Adults is something I'm passionate about because it's such a formational time of our lives and so much so that you know there's so much going on, we're leaving school, we're starting uni, we're entering the workplace, relationships, um, there's so many pressures and these are where the biggest decisions are being made and um, we're living in a society where it's quite hard, it's quite hard to be a Christian. and young adults are very picky with their time. So I, I sense through my experiences, which I'll allude to in the next question, but um, I feel like an urge to go after these people, these people who are just trying to work it out, um, just have a lot going on or battling a lot of, and asking a lot of questions. So, and I think a remnant's a great way of doing this. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm probably best saving to the, the next question. But. Leave us all in suspense. Thank you so much. Um, and, and I love that heart, actually. Um, it's been a real joy for me um, working with Matthew, but actually prior to that, kind of having him um, serve here as an intern in Carmoney. Uh, and I can tell you that his heart is huge for reaching people who are on the fringes. And, and that's, that's challenged me. Uh, and actually, in many ways, that heart is what has created this event. Uh, and drawn many of you here. Um, So, yes, thank you so much for being honest about that and sharing. Um, Tonight's theme then obviously focuses on turning points. Um, So let's get into this. 
tell us then, Andy and Anna, tell us about some sort of key turning points in, in your life which, which catalyzed your faith and which helped you to progress and mature and perhaps become more like Christ. Tell us a little bit about those moments. Yeah, so when I was kind of thinking over this question this week, I was looking for that, you know, Saul on the road to Damascus moment and, you know, this big life-changing Eureka moment. And actually, maybe for some of us, that's not the case. Um, and growing up the way I did where Jesus was always there and I always knew of him, um, it, it became, um, I think my, my turning points were gradual. Um, two kind of turning points that I had um, found when I was looking back was one, um, I was 18, 19, and I went to Canada to do a camp. Um, and I describe this time as a time where my faith went from my mum and dad's faith, the boy's faith, um, and I, I had to, I felt God calling me, going, Andy, is this is this yours? Is this yours? Are you um, are you just a, a product of your environment, or is this faith something you're going to take seriously? Um, and I came away from that camp with a real understanding that I'm now a man who loves God. Um, and that um, I'm not just a product of Sunday school for 18 years, you know. Um, another turning point has been this last year of home group. Um, the, the regular, consistent fellowship, intentional fellowship that's happened has just been, you know, from our end as, as leaders, huge. Like, we get so much, you know, and in some ways we're so selfish. We want to keep that because we grow so much. Um, and we're hoping that the guys that come do as well. But um, that's been a gradual turning point this last year. If I look to where I was this time last year, you know, I'm, I'm really um, so much closer uh, and so much just focused and, and actively listening to what God has. Now, I'm still a work in progress, don't get me wrong. But um, those would be the two. And that kind of, to, to come back to the last question, that kind of sparked our... Um, passion for this. We noticed this unfortunate trend that so many of our friends would have gotten to 17, 18, 19 and just left church. Um, and it's so heartbreaking to see that. Um, and we were kind of thinking, why did that not happen in our case? And we think it was because we had those bigger brothers and sisters in Christ, those guys that were five or six years older that put an arm around the shoulder and said, what are you doing? Come on here. And they had those places for us. So that's our kind of passion is to provide that area, that place, that community where somebody who's now in the big bad world, they've left school, can come and just be surrounded by fellow believers. Um, yeah, similar to Andy, I couldn't think of kind of one event either. It was almost for me um, a general over time thing of God working in the everyday. And I think that's something that's really come to realize to me recently. I'm always looking for the big things in life, but actually those little things of God working in every day have meant so much to me recently. And this turning point that I thought of wasn't something that happened at once. It took some time and it was God um, working through a period of my life. And from it, me being able to see God's great love and most importantly, his faithfulness every single day. Um, for me, I struggled with anxiety for a while and uh, 
this was um, a big overthinker and um, I really like to be in control of things and really find it hard to let go of things and give them over to God. Um, so a while ago I had a particularly challenging time with this um, and I just didn't know what to do. I just felt completely consumed by this. Um, I remember though um, somebody saying to me, we all take our anxiety somewhere and at this point I was taking anxiety to, um, to, you know, to Google, to Google what, what, what the outcome of this would be, um, asking other people's opinions about it, or distraction through social media or something else. I wasn't taking it to God. And after this time of trying and actually running from God rather than to God, because I was so scared of giving that control over to him. Um, but then I just was like, I just need to pray about this. And growing up, I know what prayer is. I know that prayer works. I know that God is a God who answers prayers. But yes, it's so hard to come to it at times. But I came and I prayed. I didn't know what else to do. And this wasn't a big spiritual moment. I wasn't feeling 100% all of a sudden. But God was quietly working in the background of my mind and transforming my heart um, in the midst of this. Um, and it really, really wasn't easy to do, um, to hand this over, to fully rely on God. But as I did, as the weeks went on, I found myself being able to let go of myself and give that over to God. Um, and over this time, I started to feel this peace. And not a piece of, oh, I've got the answer now, or the piece of, I will know the answer, but a piece of knowing um, well, peace at two things that God showed me. So firstly, peace in knowing that I serve such a faithful God. I was looking back at the prayer diary that I kept and I had wrote down the lyrics of, written down the lyrics, wrote, oh, Andy tells me what I wrote or written. 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 Sorry, sorry. Um, I had written down the lyrics of um, uh, Great is Thy Faithfulness and there's a line that says, I am weak but thou art mighty. And I had just dwelt on those, that, those lyrics um, of I am so weak in this moment. I'm weak every day, but I serve a mighty, mighty saviour and, and singing this and then coming to surrender all of this to my mighty God uh, was a huge turning point in my life. Um, and I am not saying that this is an easy thing to do whatsoever for people who uh, are going through hard times. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, but for me, it really, really changed my outlook on being able to surrender that uh, to God. The other thing that I found peace is in knowing my true purpose. Um, God was constantly reminding me of my true purpose and my true worship, um, of offering up my body as a sacrifice, and that is what I am here to do. Um, and the peace that came from that, from knowing that this life is not my own, that this life is to be lived for the glory of God, that I don't need to worry about these um, everyday little things, because, again, my chief aim is to enjoy God and to glorify him forever. Um, and knowing this is your purpose um, is amazing. And this freedom of um, forgetting yourself and looking to God really, really challenged me. So from this turning point in my life, I think I got that there was power in, in waiting and prayer and waiting on God. Um, knowing your true purpose can deliver you from so, so much. And ultimately, this faithful God that we have, God, I remember a friend saying to me, God is good. He is good all the time. And it's such a simple thing, but it's a truth that's kept me going and completely turned um, my faith around. So, yes. Thank you so much for your openness and, and honesty. 
I feel like I could listen to you guys <laughs> all night. Thank you so, so much for sharing. Matthew, close us out then. Turning points. What is it that God has been doing in your life in the last couple of years? And I know there's a lot in this. Um, yeah, so Shane alluded earlier that um, I'm very passionate about people on the fringes. And the reason that is because of these experiences and because of my story. So, like I said, I grew up in church, uh, went with emotions. There was no depth. Um, I grew up, you know, you kind of become an adult, you move out of youth club, and um, life kind of goes on. You leave school, you go to uni, you get a part-time job. And I very much lived that life. Um, I was too cool for church. Um, I was like the typical student, uh, run-of-the-mill student. I wasn't going to church um, regularly. I was, I had a faith, but it wasn't strong. It was light, it was flaky, it was lukewarm. Um, and then kind of randomly, 2019, I went on holiday. I went to Bali, Indonesia, um, as you do, you know, postcard, Instagram place it is. Um, I got quite sick when I was there. Didn't really, um, had to come home, um, had like a tropical fever. It just wasn't very well. And came home, rested up. I thought that would be, you know, be okay. I'd get over it. Um, I was unwell for a number of weeks. But then as the weeks passed, my eyesight, um, my eyesight was kind of weird. I was like, something wrong with my eyes here. I need to go get them tested. So go to the optician, um, you know, to get an eye test to see if I need new glasses. Um, but the optician was like, no, no, Matthew, there's something wrong here. There's something not right. Um, so I went to the optician. He said, yes, there's something not right. I got referred to a specialist um, and then another specialist where essentially um, after a number of tests and scans, they determined that I developed a condition. This is really random. Um, it's got like a fancy word, but essentially it's called double vision. So I see two of everything. So when I take my glasses off, I'll see two of Matthew sitting there. Um, I'll see two of everything. So it's pretty disorientating. So that was kind of strange. So the problem with seeing double, you can't work, you can't drive, um, you can't exercise. And I was quite young, so usually they'd see it in older people. So there was kind of, like, doctors didn't really know what to do because I was so young. So they didn't really want to operate or um, like have any like remedies like short term. So I had to play long term. Um, so this sucked. This is a pretty, um, this is a time which is the most formative time of your life and I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't go to the gym, couldn't work, couldn't drive. Um, so that was not good. And that's not good mentally, that's not good spiritually and it wasn't good physically. So I had to wait a whole year. So I couldn't drive, couldn't work to any of these things for a whole year and add that up graduating from university and having to answer big questions like, what am I going to do with my life? Um, that that kind of all builds up. Um, and it built up to a point where life felt pretty hard and I wasn't in a good place. Um, and a lot of questions um, and a lot of answers that I needed answered, if that makes sense. So, um, so the aftermath of having to deal with um, being housebound allowed me for the first time like, a year in the house to consider who I was what I was doing and why I was here. I started to ask these questions um, and I had no direction. I was totally and utterly confused. I didn't know where to give my life to and basically I was pretty unhappy. I wasn't in a good place. But in and amongst this confusion, um, my younger brother, who's sitting over there, uh, he forced me to meet Rick Hill for coffee, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, and I didn't want to go. Um, he can vouch for this. I was like, I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I just wasn't going. It wasn't happening. Um, met Rick Hill for coffee pretty hesitantly, and with much restraint, started coming to car money. So I wasn't going to church at this point with my family. Um, and this started a pretty long journey. 
Um, so initially, I joined a small group, got involved um, with young adults, as you do. But I started to surround myself with good people and some good voices. Um, and that kind of started the journey for me. There was many nights of contemplation, um, prayer, and just like a wrestle, like Shane talked about earlier. Um, I had to wrestle these questions. Um, and it was tough. It was hard. But it was a crossroads moment. I kind of looked at where my life was before, and I looked at what some of my like university friends were doing, and I was like, I don't really want any of that. I don't really want to go that direction. Um, and I chose this path, and Shane can kind of vouch for this too. I never really proactively seek it. it some of these things kind of came to me. It was kind of a God thing. Um, things just walked, like things just arrived to me. So um, at that point, I was coming to church. I was a wee bit more involved. Got involved in worship, and Shane um, proposed about coming to church intern, which initially she knows this I didn't really want to do I was like no I just want to get like a graduate job and do like the whole nine to five thing um but when God calls you to do something you kind of have to say yes don't you um so that's what I've done felt a real urge to do it I spent a year um discovering more about who it was and what God had planned for me I essentially took a year out to, to sort myself out to plan what I'm going to do next um and slowly and surely slowly and surely my heart began to soften and my eyes began to open and my faith started to grow and solidify. So fast forward to today, late 2023, I work in church. Um, I lead some things, um, but more importantly, I have a clarity and vision of, of where I am, where I'm going and why I'm here. And I have a heart for Jesus and I have a heart for people on the fringes because from being someone who was, um, it's not a good place, but it's also an important place because at least you're asking questions, if that makes sense. So my story's ongoing. Um, being a Christian's hard, but through this past years, that resistance and that tension battling all these questions, um, God taught me a lot of things and I matured a lot. Um, and I believe it happened for a reason. So I wouldn't be working in church. I wouldn't have had a turning point if these experiences hadn't happened. Um, so I have no shame, no regrets. Um, and I'm pretty excited to see where it all goes next. So yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, it's been my joy to watch, actually, um, Matthew's story unfold. And I know that's actually true for loads of people here in Carmoney who have been watching it all happen before us. It's been pretty incredible to see the, the radical transformation in Matthew's life. Thank you, um, all of you guys, for sharing. Um, can, we, can we give them a round of applause?